From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 462. Today's show is brought to you very kindly by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Uh, very kindly to you, sir, Mike. How are you? Mm, I'm very well. I'm very well. I'll give you a little tip on the inside. Don't tell everyone. All right. When I say something like very kindly, it mm. means that I don't have the tab open that <sighs> I need, so I need to give myself just like one extra second. Yes. I was looking at a different... I looked up at my computer. I was writing down a note about the time that we started the episode, so I was writing that down. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up, and the uh, our document wasn't the tab <laughs> that was open. So I needed to then click that so I could see that it was, in fact, our friends at Penchelet and Squarespace that were sponsoring this very episode. So that was why I said very kindly. Wonderful. Don't tell anyone. Uh, I I won't tell anyone. The one thing we may not be, Mike, is professional podcasters, but we are professional vampers. We have learned to move all of the other uh, body parts and appendages aside from our mouth to get things going in front of our eyeballs so we can then communicate those things Mm -hmm. while we're continuing to talk like nothing is going wrong. But uh, (laughs) we're making doing magic in the background. This is what we do. All right. I did some magic in a review on Monday. Um, not really. That was a bad segue because it's a lie. I, I just did a review, which is what I do at thepenatic.com. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one of those products where I have a dilemma, Mike, and I wanted to discuss it out loud here. And we've discussed these types yep. of products before, and I'm going to get your opinions or at least some thoughts on this because I'm not going to yep. change how I do the things, but that doesn't mean I'm not dilemmaed about doing the things. So I had this... Secura Craft Lab gel ink pen. Can and, I just, before yeah. we move on, is mm-hmm. this the same company that makes the Pigma Micron or is it not? It, it's a great question, Mike. So it is, I think, the premium arm of the Secura brand. But you know what? Right. That's probably something I left out of my review. So some of these companies have these kind of offshoot boutique brands that mm-hmm. are like sub brands and I'm thinking it is but you know what I am not going to bet my last dollar on that because I haven't fact checked that so um yeah I'm looking me through off guard right here JetPen's website and mm-hmm. the like level up for Sakura gel pens or whatever mm-hmm. there's like a billion pens so right. it's incredibly difficult to work out uh, if it is that company. But nevertheless, it does actually somewhat answer my question of like the company that makes this pen makes a lot of stuff. I would assume this is the the regular Secura because they're the only stationary company that leans into their name with like the, the Secura markings and the, you know, the like like this pen with the Secura flower on the uh-huh. the end of the pen. So it's got to be the same. It's got to be right. I'll confirm. Secura Craft Lab is the boutique yes. brand though, right? Yeah, so that's where this pen falls in. And did you have an initial thought when you saw this pen? It's probably jaded by now because maybe yeah. you've read the review or not or maybe read my thoughts on I, this. I did, or... but I know what my initial thought was. Mm. It looks like a cheap hotel pen. Yeah, a boutique hotel pen. Let's let's be honest. It's, it's Ace, but not Marriott. What I mean more is this looks like a disposable pen. Fair. I think, like to my eye. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. It's $50, right? Right. <laughs> so what do I do with this product when I try to review it? Because when I, if you exclude the price, 
when I pick up the pen, I thoroughly enjoy the pen. And it's a great writing experience. It's a fun design. It's a unique design. I like the mechanics. I like the feel of it. You know, it's not a lightweight pen, but it's not heavy. It doesn't feel cheap or disposable. But you can't avoid the fact that it's about a $50 pen. And how do you, as a reviewer, like in my shoes, how do you try to break that down and saying, boy, I really love using this pen. Boy, is it extremely expensive for what it is. And that's not even the, the price isn't even the worst part. The price is the second worst part of this. It's the, if you read the review, the real kicker is the ongoing refill purchasing that would have to take place if you decided to commit $50 to this pen because Mm -hmm. the gel ink refills are short, which means they're going to run out very quickly, right? Gel ink refills. it's proprietary too, right? So you can't change it out for one that you like. Right, and it's a proprietary size. It's short because of the way they made the twist mechanism in the center of the pen. So they have a short proprietary refill, and that refill costs $4.15. And that's for one of them? One. Yeah, it's a one pack. <laughs> so, I love this pen. It is horribly priced. <laughs> I, and, why, 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 do you, why, do you, why do you love it? Like, what is I it love, you love using it. it. It feels awesome to use, right? Okay. And the refills are unique colors. Like, mine is uh, sepia black. So, it's like this brown black. Uh-huh. And then they have blue black refills. And it's gel. And it's 0.5. And it's sharp. And it writes well, and it feels it feels good to use. And mine is orange, of course, and the mechanism is nice, and it's cool to see the flower on the back end. And I like the grip section with all the vertical lines, and it's just dope. And it's forty eight forty eight dollars. This and would be four like dollar So much cooler if they made it in like aluminium or like polished, like shiny aluminium. You know, like some maybe like rose gold or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the the profile and the design is really cool, but I think if you make it out of plastic, mm-hmm. this is a design that looks cheaper because of that, I, th- I think. Yeah, yeah. So there's eight different colors they made, I think. You know, a pretty pretty wide mm-hmm. range of, let's say, muted, vintage type colors. These these would do well, like, in the 1970s, right? Um, this, yeah. these, this color setup, which I like. Like, I'm down with that, that color range. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm, I'm down just, with it, but not at a $48 price point. Right. I can't. Like I not can't for get you. Down with that. Like, for for a gel pen? Yeah. I mean, you would never that's, that's rough for me. In a million years use this pen. You just you wouldn't. I I this pen is on no. my desk at all times. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But it's yeah. like, you know, you, you know, the pens that I like, right? Retro 51s, Mark 1s, like oh, I would consider in this range in my mind of like my use case for a pen mm-hmm. like this. I just mm-hmm. think that they feel so much more premium and look so much more premium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also get the great refill that I that I love. Yeah, and I can actually put some different ones in it if I want. Right, right. So it's actually it's easier to talk about this when I think like the you get you get more bang for your buck. Like Retro Fifty One is a good one. The Pilot Metropolitan has always been a good one of that you know category yeah. right like this is this is playing well above its price point this is just something where you really have to love the design mm-hmm. right for for whatever reason you you you've got to like see it and be like that is that's me that's my aesthetic right and right. and then it's then go for it right 
but I think it's expensive and I agree with you. It's made so much worse by the proprietary refill that costs 10% the price of the pen. It's <laughs> too much. And you're, you are just going to liquefy these these refills, man. They're, you're just going to blow through them if you're using this as your really? one and only pen. Oh, gel gel just goes so much faster than uh, ballpoints and rollerballs, just how, yeah. the way the, the formulation is. So this lines up with a couple of other products where I actually don't, I, the, the price is bad, but the performance for me is good. It's like this, the Sailor King of Pen and the Ajoto Pen, right? Both of those are exceedingly expensive for what they are, but they're placed in a more premium category from the jump. So maybe there's like an expectation that it's different. Where this would just mm. see, I, it's, it's hard to explain these in words, either typed or spoken um like how you feel how a reviewer of a product feels personally about a pen and how they translate that into the review right because the price point is part of the review right is this a good deal people want to know hey is this a good deal or not like not not you know from a value perspective not just on a you know black and white dollars and cents just like do you feel you got good value for the money and in all of these cases, like, I think I do, but I wouldn't recommend it to almost anybody else, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the challenge. Yeah. Have you ever run across this? I know you don't review a lot of products. Have you ever run across, like, I really like this, but there's no way I can tell you you should go buy this <laughs> in any, like, technology thing or, or anything like that? You know what I'm trying to say? I do, and I and I do come into these situations a lot where I might get buy something that's more expensive or do something you know like for example a larger storage size on a iPhone or whatever it's like that's what mm-hmm. I go with but you don't necessarily have to do that but I come in I bounce against this stuff quite a lot as well it's like Kate just Kate just took the words right out of my mouth in the discord the audio gear that I use to record with, uh, it's like mm-hmm. the microphone that I use is is a really expensive microphone. Mm-hmm. It's called the Neumann KMS-105, I think is the name. And it's like an $800 microphone or something. Mm-hmm. Now, you do not, nobody should buy that microphone right? unless they are doing my exact job. And even then, it might not be the right one for you. This microphone produces the closest representation of my actual voice that's why i love it that's important to me because i hear myself all the time right and when i use other microphones i can hear a difference and i don't like it It doesn't sound like me it's too bassy or not bassy enough that kind of thing and but i would never recommend somebody buy this microphone because there are so many other good ones before you get here like all like tons of usb stuff like products made by companies like sure and the, like these are products that i own and do use but not for recording podcasts mm-hmm. um, but at the same time i wouldn't recommend this and then like the usb interface that i have the usb pre 2 by sound devices again Way too expensive for typical <laughs> usage. It's not, none of this is what I told you to buy when you said, what shall I buy? Oh, yeah. Right? And this right. is not what I recommend to people to buy, but it's very, so it's that, that's the kind of thing where I bump into a bit where it's like, I like this and I use this, but I know it's too much for most people and I wouldn't recommend it. However, if you are like me, then maybe it's for you. Yeah. So we're into that super user slash super fan 
stage yep. with a lot this of this is a products. very high end gel pen right right, <laughs> right. So, you know there's you you are only going to buy this if you look at it and immediately think to yourself yeah you know what that's i'm i'm good with that mm-hmm. i see why that costs that i'm good with that mm-hmm. and I, I just don't <laughs> i can't imagine there are many people right that, that do think that right right we're going to talk about that that we're going to explore that part of the topic here in a, in a different question here in a minute, but I wanted to cover, I always like talking about these pens because I just end up talking myself in circles because, you know, it's just this really good pen for me, but not necessarily for you. It reminds me, there's this, uh, you've heard of the movie Caddyshack. I assume you may not have ever seen it, but I'm I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a quote in it that I use all the time for these products. And it's a nonsensical quote. I mean, it's a nonsensical kind of movie, but there's a quote um, that requires some context. It's, um, me winning isn't, you do. And I, I, I say that to myself all the time. This is a product that I love, but it's probably not for you. Like the context was in, well, they, they, it doesn't matter if I win, but it's important if I win for you kind of thing. So it's, you know, mm. it's kind of, uh, I always see it that way when I have these products, like it's good for me, it's not for you, or it's good for you, not for me. One of those things. So I don't know. I I love, this is what makes this fun because, you know, these products are really cool. They can stand on their own. It's a lot better than having a really expensive product that I have to trash. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's a good one. And um, we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to explore this a little more. I'm going to pick your brain a little more, Mike. But first, we should take a break, right? Yeah, we should. All right, let's go thank our friends over at Pan Chalet for their support of this show. They have everything that you're going to need from all of your favorite brands. Whether you're looking for rollerballs, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, fountain pens, inks, pen holders, cases, refills, converters, no matter what it is, they've got it. And you can find brands like Lamy, Sailor, Caveco, Pilot, Monteverde, uh, Estabrook, many, many more, and they're an authorized dealer of all of them. Pen Chalet are always adding new styles of pens and new products to the site. You're going to find stuff there every time you go. And they're also doing their best to offer discounts twice a month and closeout specials every two weeks as well. So you're going to find fantastic prices on these wonderful ranges of products. Pen Chalet has low prices and high quality, and they also offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They want you to be happy. And something they do for this is giving free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States with great shipping rates internationally as well. So go right now to penchalet.com, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT and you'll get your hands on this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. Brad, what's catching your eye this week? Right off the jump, the Conklin Duraflex demonstrator mm-hmm. at a greater than 50% off price point um is is pretty cool um you get a really interesting nib with that for a price you can be willing to experiment with it's it's Mm. it's really fun you scroll down a little bit further and i think this is probably going to go quickly (laughs) the cross peerless um star wars rollerball i think this is the darth vader model right um it's practically like closeout price it's kind of stunning and mike 
they have something in here that they pop up from time to time. Ron does the uh, the pin chalet uh, seals and wax sets uh, are yeah. really really good price. They're on uh, discount right now, and if you're into that uh, letter writing and making them look all fancy and special, like this is a really really good way to get into some different stamps and some different waxes at a really good price. Last thing, Mike. This is one of those, I, I've said it a thousand times before, how these pens tempt me. The Pelican ballpoints, they have the turquoise white ballpoint in here. It's just awesome looking. And I don't know if it's necessarily for me, but this looks like an awesome pen for somebody out there. I know. like It looks like an awesome gift. It's I don't know. It looks amazing. This is a really, really cool pen, and it's at a, an unbelievable price. So yeah, check them out. So you want to go and check it out for yourself right now, go to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Use the password Pen Addict, and you'll get that 10% code and also all of those special offers. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So we had some good banter in our Twitch chat yesterday. I've been I've been mm-hmm. on Twitch a lot, Mike. Going going all in on Twitch. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're almost a partner, so yeah, we're almost oh, there. Oh, you're nearly there. on that application suit. Yeah, maybe this week, maybe next week, something like that. So Yeah, yeah we'll buddy, that. that's awesome. Yeah, Fingers yeah. crossed so, for you, Brad. Fingers crossed. I know you. it's not an, an easy thing to, to get to. It's not, I'm, and I'm working at it, so uh, we are, we're going for it. So it's close enough to just like put the pedal to the metal and see what happens. But it's also, a, it's I, one of the reasons I really like it is because we can come up with topics for the show. I was like, hey, we're doing the we're doing the show a day early, which means I have to prepare a day early, which means I am not ready <laughs> to write the show. What do y'all want to know? Like what like we have plenty of asked TPA, but like is there a topic that y'all want to discuss? And just repeated questions about choosing like a custom fountain pen, generally from either like a maker or you know, something highly specific that fits you or your style that's, you know, maybe not necessarily straight off the shelf and we're going to go through a bunch of these questions they all kind of relate in some way shape or form but the first part i want to lead off with and it's from openness in the the twitch chat what is your favorite pen material mike like what's going to stop you when you're walking through a pen show or online you're seeing pictures and you're shopping What's what pen material is going to make you just kind of stop and, you know, look a little bit further? Is it metal? Is it some type of resin? Is it some specialty material? Is it wood? Do you have something that generally stops you in your tracks and makes you look further? I think it tends to be resins. Mm-hmm. You like the brightness? Again, yeah, I like the I, I like the variation. I think metal is is again like it catches my eye too. But I think if I was like walking through a pen show, it's more likely that a resin based pen is going to catch me. It's either going to be a solid bright color, or it's going to be something beautiful and swirly, or it's going to have like some kind of cracked ice effect or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That tends to catch me more. Now, obviously, I do love metal pens too, right? So that there is mm-hmm. some something there. But I think I, what I tend to like most is things that look different, and I'm going to get most of that out of an acrylic. I would say though, like or resin, I should say, plastic basically, a plastic based right. pen, whether it's a good plastic or whatever. But what I tend to like most, most myself though, is then when I pick it up, I want it to have some weight. This isn't a, a thing that I 
desire or like um, not desire isn't a thing that I say is a definite from my pens, right? It's not a requirement, mm. but it does add that extra. You know, like we talk about like the pro gears we have that have metal grip sections. Right. That really changes the pen. And like the the new Canalea pen with the Mylay lay band on it, mm-hmm. similarly, like when I pick that pen up, it's got the weight of that band, the Honokalani, and that adds something extra to that pen for me. It feels it feels more premium because it is more premium because it's got some kind of additional thing going on with it. So I, I will always tend to like some weight if it's possible, but it's not a prerequisite for me to uh, buy something. It's funny you say with those those last couple of pins that you mentioned, the Sailor with the Grip or the, the Canalea, those are pins that you have when you're you know a, an avid user like ourselves where you pick them up and you know exactly what it is you don't like if you're at a show you don't pick this up and go oh you know what is this and this is you know mm-hmm. this is interesting but like you pick those pins up and you know it's like this is a, this exact pin and this is why i like it and 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 then on top of like the weight that you're talking about then then you get into like the materials and the feel and the look and and all that um the resins generally stop me as well I do like this is a yes to everything <laughs> for me on these custom fountain pens. I'm pretty open as far as materials go. You know, I like metal pens like, you know, when I see something that Matthew Martin's made because I think he's just a, a really special um maker and crafter of machined pens right i Mm -hmm. like his pens and even though i have like the most basic one it's just a full titanium barrel i love that pen resins obviously stop me i like bright colors you know that's the exact opposite of metal or like the darker woods like ryan krusak uses like i have all of those things and i love them all but there is one material mike that stops me in my tracks every time and i never end up going with it because generally the price in in it's a it's a challenging material and it's Macarta. Mm. Anytime I see a Macarta based pen, I'm gonna stop and and think a little bit more. So if you're not familiar with Macarta, it's essentially a fiberglass, if you will. It's like a I don't know. It's it's got fibers in it, right? Like it's glue layered fibers and you can do all kinds of different things with them. And then you get them made into uh, sheets or blocks or rods. I don't know exactly how it, it comes. I think it might just be sheets. You get them um, and you pin makers turn them into pins and it provides a different feel than resin or metal or wood. It has a unique look. There's like texture. You see the texture in the uh pin barrel and i just love how they feel they're generally pretty lightweight which i'm generally prefer my pins on the lighter end of the scale anyway um they're not air light but you know they're generally lightweight and i just love that look and they tend to be pretty expensive too because of all the challenges that come with actually manufacturing it and then turning it into a pin so um you know, I've I've looked at Stilo Art when I've been to pen shows, and those pens are great. I've been following um, a maker on Instagram who does some really cool, colorful Macardos, Atelier Lusso. I have not ordered a pen from them yet, but I probably should because that looks up my alley. So Ooh, I really it's a strong material, right? It's pretty. 
pretty resilient. Yeah, it's not like the G10, which is the heavy-duty handle material. This is a little bit more pliable. The challenge with micarta is it can stain, right? Because it does have these fibers. And if the, say, like the edges on the threading are generally more open, right? So if you get ink in there, it can stain it. So I have a Twisby micarta that I love, but it's just completely stained, which actually doesn't bother me. But that's just a a negative about the the material. Like if you have a fibrous material, it's obviously going to soak up the ink, and there's really no way to to clean those things. But I don't know. It's just an it's interesting. It's one of those things where it might not bother you, but you want to know it going in, and then it can yes. add to the pen over time because it becomes more of yours. You know, like I I definitely agree to that kind of thing. But you've got to you've got to know it going in because you could be spending a lot of money on it and it might stain and you just want to want to want to know about that i think i think that's important yeah so aside from materials carol asks if you choose a custom pen made by a pen maker what are the most important factors you consider outside of the initial look which is what we just covered really do you look at the grip section the body materials which we just covered the pen size the creativity or the design do you look at the hardware do you have anything you have to have on a pen when you're just kind of you know buying something from a, a small maker you say like this pen has to have this or i really can't use it mm. i need to th- i need to think about that i mean it's yeah. got to have an a, like a grip section that doesn't require a specific way of holding it right like i've bumped on that a bunch of times with different pens like the vanishing point you know, like I don't want something that's going to be like, oh, if you overhook, this is going to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, balance, pen's balance yeah. is important to me. The pen has to be nice to use without posting the cap from a balance perspective because I don't like to post the cap even if it, quote, balances the pen better, right? Like I don't like to do that. Um, filling system is important to me. I want it to be something that isn't complicated or fragile, you know, because I've had some problems uh, right. with a custom pen that I have made, right? Where the Edison pen and there's something's gone wrong with that filling system, but I can't get in there. True, 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 to, true. Yeah. To fix it, right? So one day I will do something with that, but that's going to require pen show time again. And I don't know when that's going to be, but like something's happened to the filling system and I can't fix it. So like I tend to, I tend to stay away from non um converter or cartridge pens for that reason this isn't mm-hmm. a hard and fast rule but it's a thing that i tend to do yeah i don't really have much of a feeling on size as long as i can hold it in my hand i'm fine and that can be like you know all the way down from an uncapped m90 which i can use you know all the way up right so yeah, i think they're kind of my favorite my, my main things really how it feels in my hand from size weight balance that is my most important thing Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm a little bit more strict than you on that, where the size of the pen does matter to me. I do not like large pens. I have a couple. I'm actually thinking I maybe have one where I've gone over my limit of just size. Like it's not a hard and fast rule. It's just how it feels in your hand, weight and balance and grip section and all that, how it all works together. Unposted, as you say, and is it too big? So they're, there's definitely pens that I eliminate just because they're they're too large. I tend to go for smaller, lighter pens. There are exceptions every now and then, uh, not that many 
for me. I'm pretty strict on that. Um, outside of that, like, the, I don't know how to explain it other than it's got to have something that just kind of that makes it my pen. Like, oh, this is a Brad pen. Like, these are the features that I like. And it can be very plain. Like I said, Matthew Martin's titanium pen. I have like the single most simple design that he has. Just smooth barrel, smooth grip, no added machining, nothing anywhere. And I love that pen as much as like a primary manipulation, wild looking pen from from Brooks, right? Like yeah. those body materials and style and out exterior aesthetic, but the pen size will get me more and the balance will get me more and how the grip section feels in my hand more. So it's all of that feel stuff, um, you know, and in the end, like after I, if it passes all those things, then I, then I start thinking about, okay, you know, what about this product is going to make me like use it every day, right? Or in theory, use it every day. We know we don't use all the pins we have every day, but you know what I mean? Um that's going to make it like better than some of the other pins that I have or more unique. Um the one thing, Mike, and I find it interesting you didn't say it either is the thing I don't care about is the nib. I almost never care about the nib I, because I'm, I'm not fine with steel about it nibs. At that point. Yeah. I'm fine with gold nibs. I'm fine with whatever, manipulating something afterwards. Like, Here's I'm all about, about the pen it, right? at this point. I, by and large, know I have options. Mm-hmm. Whether I can choose an option from the maker or I'll just replace it. You know? Right. Like, by and large, I've, I feel pretty confident that if I'm buying a pen, again, like an app pen show, as long as it's not a vintage pen, right? That mm-hmm. I can replace mm-hmm. it. Like any of these artisan pens, they use the Boko Yoa. Mm-hmm. And so I can just change can them in about. Do. Yeah. Yep. So, or they use some kind of standard sizing or whatever. But yeah, the nib part comes so late in the game for me. It is the last thing that I will check, right? I agree. I agree completely. So, yeah, like I think um, the, the, the last word on this is boy, it really helps if you can see this stuff in person. (laughs) It's, you know, like how the pen feels, you can't really reach through your computer screen and get, you know, a good grasp on on that. But, you know, either at a minimum, find someone else who has the pen, then you can have a discussion uh, about it. But uh, I know that is a challenge with small makers and custom pens, especially for your first purchase um, with one of those makers, you know, to, to figure those things out. Um, so yeah, um, I'll be, wel- I'll welcome back pin shows, uh, <laughs> wholeheartedly yeah. later this year, even though I probably won't be there. All right. We have more on this topic. I want to think about a few of these things a little bit more, but first let's talk about another one of our good friends. Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace, they've got you covered. They combine cutting-edge design with world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and you use drag-and-drop the tools that they make to really customize it and make it feel like your own. You can change the look and feel, the settings, even the products that you have on sale, 
just a few clicks. And all of Squarespace's websites are optimized for mobile. Your content's going to look fantastic no matter what size of screen it's being looked at on. You can get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. Every Squarespace customer benefits from this. They have nothing to patch or upgrade. They have 24-7 customer support, so if you need any help, they've got you covered. They'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique and wonderful domain name. SEO, email marketing, it's all built in. It's all there for you to take advantage of if you want it. With Squarespace, you can turn your big idea into a new website. You can showcase your work with an incredible portfolio design, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, and so much more. The sky's the limit. Whatever you want. I've made so many websites on Squarespace over the last 10 years. They are the place that I go to first when I'm thinking about any project online, and you should too. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict, and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. And you'll be showing your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of the PENADDICT and Relay FM. All right, Mike. So we're going to continue right, this on with another question from Carol. And this doesn't necessarily have to be like the maker style, but this is more general question what is the fountain pen that most surprised you i had a little thought about this today because i mean mm-hmm. obviously there's loads of stuff right like yes. I pick up some some like incredibly expensive pen and i'm like whoa what i can't believe it you know like i tell the story of the king of pen right i used to mm-hmm. think that that pen was a joke and then when i looked <laughs> at it because it just seemed so ridiculously large the nib was <laughs> sized correctly so it just looked like a jumbo pen like either yeah. a pen for a giant or like a pen that uh, in a hobbit's hand you know like it just didn't look mm-hmm. right and so that's an obvious one for me. But then I was thinking a bit more. And I was like, you know what? The Twisby Go. That's the <laughs> that's pen. That's such a good answer. In recent memory, that has surprised me the most. Because when they showed it off, it was like, what on earth is that thing? And I thought it looked cool and cute, but but weird, right? It was and like, why? Why would yeah, you do like, this? Why would you do this? It's a very strange product. Like, what is going on here? And then I tried it out. And it's like, you know what? This thing is friggin fun in a way that pens usually aren't it's like not mm-hmm. stuffy in any way it's it's kind of like yeah you're probably gonna make a mess but you know what that's okay you know that's how i feel when i use that pen and mm-hmm. i really love it and i recommend the twisby go to people all the time when they're trying to get into fountain pens because what it does with that spring mechanism i think it really like the spring filling mechanism i think it really helps break down some of the nervousness around a fountain pen that you fill with ink because mm-hmm. it's so easy to fill it's so and it's so obvious the way that you fill the pen <laughs> in a yeah, way true. that maybe pens usually aren't right where it's like do i need to take the converter out and fill it or can i fill it through the nib can i stick the nib in the bot like all these little questions that make you hesitant but this pen is like well no it's very clear what you need to do there's a huge spring in it just dip that whole thing in there and let it ride like it's I don't know. And then it's a great experience because Twisby pens are great. It's also like 18 bucks. It's super cheap. And then it kind of has a look and feel of disposableness about it. So you don't have to baby it. I think it's a great pen and it was a big surprise for me recently. So this isn't my answer, but your Twisby Go commentary made me think of it. And it's kind of the antithesis to the Twisby Go just in, in design and appearance, but it was also it was a really big surprise to me. It was the Pilot Metropolitan. I know I mentioned it earlier in the show, 
but just for and they, and they've gone and and raised the price now. But this was a pen that was on the opposite end of the scale of the the Sakura gel pen we were talking about before. Where at first you could buy it for fifteen dollars, and it's probably better than a lot of the pens that you own. Which was a huge surprise that Pilot would do that. Right? They really made almost a pen to cannibalize a lot of their other pens. They almost made it too good. And they eventually raised the price by a good amount, but it's still, you know, now in the $20, it's still a good deal. But uh, that made me think about it when you were talking about the Twisby Go. This, when that Metropolitan first launched, that was a huge surprise because it should have been two or three times the price. And uh, Pilot did a nice thing, and that was that was good. Then they realized the error of their ways and raised the price. So there you go. My biggest surprise on fountain pens on a personal level is the pilot with the posting nib, the PO nib that I talk about so much right. because for a couple of reasons, one, it was very early in my fountain pen journey and Thomas Hall helped me out with that. And we've talked about this before and you can go see some posts that I did years and years and years ago called my fountain pen education. Fun, I have such fun memories of those. Um, yeah. 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 So Thomas would kind of took me under his wing. He said, I have a lot of pens that I think by hearing you talk and reading your posts, I think I know what you like in a pen. Let me send you some to try out. Thomas and is I'm one just, of the best human beings in the world, right? Totally. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I miss seeing him. That's why we also mm-hmm. why we need shows back because we get to we miss seeing our friends. So he's like, let me just loan you these pens and you can do whatever. Just test them out and then tell me what you think and then I'll refine it for next time and send you something different. It's like, okay. So he sends me, you know, like Pilot 3776s and a bunch of vintage, uh, I'm some Platinum 3776s, some vintage Pilots and, you know, just a wide range. We went through like two or three batches of like six or eight pens each time. Well, there's this one pen that pops out and it's got this kind of claw hook shape looking pen. And I was like, this is wild. And he told me about it. And I was, you know, this is way way early so i don't know things like this exist and then i inked it up and i was like well this is not gonna work this this doesn't make any sense or defies all logic on how you should write with a fountain pen and it ended up being like the perfect pen for me and the way i write like with like a 0.3 millimeter line and very firm and very fine and very clean i was like I've never been like kind of taken aback by an experience before with that. And of course ended up buying one for myself after that. And so, yeah, that was kind of the one that, that really, really surprised me on a, on a personal level. And that's been, gosh, that's been seven or eight years now, I'm guessing I hadn't gone back and looked, but yeah, it's been, been a while. So, and that's still one of my most favorite pens that I own. And like, and nothing's really because nothing can compare to that. Right. Like, I can buy, you know, a sailor that looks like or has a feature like a sailor I already have. This one is very, very unique in, in that way to just have this really unique nib. Good questions today. This has been a big Yeah, one. this it, it, it's good when you can go back and forth and kind of, like, mm-hmm. narrow down some of these questions. Has there ever been a pen that you turned me onto as opposed to me turning you onto a pen? Have you ever... Like said, Brad, you need to check this out. I'm trying to remember. No, I spent some real time on this and yeah. I couldn't remember any, which isn't a surprise to me. I, I don't know how 
that could have happened, right? That I would find right. something before you. Like that just doesn't seem realistic, I think, mm-hmm. based on just the way that we work. Right? The way like we it's work, yeah. Your job is to know about <laughs> this stuff before me. Yeah. Yeah, I did come up with one thing, and even though it wasn't a pen specifically, you did turn me on to the shop there in London called Choosing Keeping. Yeah. Who I've ended up ordering from. And so that good. was a really neat discovery by you and trying to figure out like, oh, how did this pop up and not not ever cross my radar? And, you know, it went so as far as you going to an event there and me talking with them a bunch of times over email. So that was uh, that was like, something good that you put me on to, even though it wasn't like specifically mm. a pen. Have you ever so, yeah. uh, have you ever done this for me? Like, you know, to turn me on to a pen before? <laughs> Have you ever, have you ever <laughs> few, done that? Hundred, I'm not sure. I I think that's what this entire show is. <laughs> the last ten years, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you're you're usually pretty on it, but there's definitely some uh, some mic jaw dropping audio from you know oh, interspersed yeah, I mean, throughout on. a lot of these episodes. No, you thing. you've dropped. Oh my gosh! You yeah. know that sound you make? Yeah, I know that sound. Yeah, I make it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that has definitely happened before. <laughs> nice impression. <laughs> All right, last one of these these general questions, and then I want to uh, knock out some ask TPA that we've been sitting on. I think this is the hardest one of that last question was hard to answer because there really isn't an answer. But this one is very, very specific and very tough to answer. Any trends on the way in or out that you were noticing? This is via Kate in the Twitch tri- ch- chat yesterday. And I think about this a lot, right? Like you mentioned, like this is my job. So I think about these things a lot, but I never try to overweigh the past or the future. I kind of try to take it as it's coming. And then you notice, you know, the trend that, okay, it's a lot of this thing now. And then you start to notice it and you wonder. And I said this back think at the beginning of the year when we had our you know not our resolution stream but where we were just talking about like predictions stuff and I didn't get killed too much for it and I still am kind of on board even though like I think I'm taking taking the loss right now but I think we're getting to an inflection point in the the full material color mix-up like I don't want to call out primary manipulation specifically because it's not just that, but it's just like when all the pins look like that. Yes, it's we're, we're gonna it's, have a peak. We're gonna have a. It's peak that here incredible line, right? If every yeah. everyone is uh, special, nobody is. Right. Um, it's that kind of idea, and this is what I was gonna say too. Weirdly, I think what's on the out is something that's on the rise which is a funny yes. thing really yeah yeah there are so many of these types of pens now you can still do this but you got to do it good enough right so you look at something like primary manipulation that's like you know it's way up there yeah and mm-hmm. again the stuff that canalea has been doing like you could you can describe it to someone it's like oh it's it's acrylics and they're intermixed right but the level of detail and and um expertise that are shown in the two that we just mentioned mm-hmm. it's more than the rest yeah i think that's a challenge like i 
like, and I love this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I only need X amount, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that number of pins in that style of pin, like, I'm good. Um, I'm going to give away one of my ideas because I don't think I can make it happen. Maybe I'll get some emails after this, but it's more of a cost thing. But one of the one of my side projects, like in my little my secret ideas notebook, is I wanted to do a full rainbow collection of solid acrylic pens. Just have solid red, solid yellow, solid orange, solid purple, solid blue, solid green, and hmm. do just like the full rainbow of solids. Because it's just the, you still get that bright and funness, but it's kind of the antithesis of the wildness that we're seeing right now. And like, that's a, that's a big, massive project and I don't think I can take on, but that's always been like a dream scenario of mine. It's like, can I make, could I make, you know, all seven different colors of the rainbow in just a singular solid color like just a sol- make me a solid red acrylic and it sounds basic and it sounds simple but if you do it right and you yeah. have the right shapes and right designs and you put them all together and the right it tells shade. a different story than you know what we're seeing right now so i don't know that's just one of those things in my head that'll never happen but i like the thinking about that kind of stuff so um other trends on the way in or out i don't know um it's it's a little bit hard because I think of it, I get into the nitty gritty of this a lot, like, you know, stack nibs and things were, were a trend on the way in, but is it really when it's just the tiniest fraction of the tiniest fraction of people that are into that thing, right? Like, I almost don't count that as like a trend because that's like the super nerd trend, which is great, but I, you know, I don't see like that changing at all. Like it's never going to get too big and it's never going to get too small. It just is what it is. <sighs> Bigger picture. I don't know. The The big thing I would love to see, and this isn't necessarily trend brace, but I wish Pilot G2 would rebrand <laughs> their pen, redesign it. Um, mm. You know, that's not a trend. That's the most popular pen in the world. And I just want it to, I I want an upgrade. I would do, do something a little bit different. But anyway, that's not a trend. That's just one of those Brad wish list things. So uh, trends are hard and unless it's your only job is to track these things. And I tend not to, um, you know, I'll just get kind of sucked in with like a, a bigger picture thing. I'll notice every now and then. And that's, that's about it. So yeah, there you go. Let's finish off this question focused episode with some more questions in the form of hashtag us TPA. Nice. Yesterday's pens, which is a great Twitter account. Asks, right. Um, there is so this is a longer one. As I'm not aware of any elections, local, county, or state in uh, Macon, Georgia, this question is mostly aimed at Mike. <laughs> we just had elections for city mayors, police commissioners, county councils, and regional parliaments in the last couple of weeks, and the government asked people to bring their own pens and pencils to stop the virus spreading. What pen or pencil would you or did you choose uh, when you voted? So I will say I voted by mail for years. So. I've been doing mail-in votes in the UK for a long time. This started because I travel a lot, right? And there were, I think there was a general election occurring when I was going to be in America. So I registered for postal voting years ago, so I've been doing that. And I will always use something like a Retro 51 or a Mark 1 because they're reliable, I enjoy them, and the ink is black. Simple. Yep. So I vote in person still. Uh, it's all digital machines, though. But you do have to basically sign in when you go or sign a little right. bit of paperwork. 
and I always bring um, just during this past year and all the elections, I brought the spoke roadie with the jet stream refill. Just so yeah, I you've had been my voting own a lot. I think you over the last twelve yeah. months. Yeah. Been a lot of last twelve months, we've had Georgia. a lot, a lot of elections <laughs> and runoffs, and I always bring my spoke roadie and like fill out my own paperwork with my own pen instead of, of pulling from you know the 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 clean pen pot versus the dirty pen pot <laughs> is how it yeah. goes. And I was like, you know what? I'm just good with my own. I'm going to take that one. So um, I did have a funny story about pens okay. and bringing pens to places. So we're starting to go out a little bit more here and eat out a little bit more here and restrictions are getting yep. lax and or, or relaxing. I shouldn't say getting lax, but restrictions are relaxing. Yep. Like we ate dinner inside for the first time in a long time, but like we were spaced out like miles away from all the other tables. It was mm-hmm. kind of funny. So we I always, when I leave the house, I always have a pin on me. Um, I just throw it in my pocket or clip it to my shirt or whatever. And we're at the table. The waiter comes up and he's like, Hey, I'm such and such, you know, I'm here to take your order. And he goes, Oh, I forgot my pen. Hang on one second. So I go, Oh, hold up. I gotcha. And I had the pen addict Karen dash 849, the orange one in, in my shirt. I was like, here, here you go. And I was like, just keep it like just this is your pen now like we're not going to hand pens back and forth right i'm not giving him my pen to like keep trading you know hand germs um and he's like no way and i'm like yeah yeah it's yours and, <laughs> and he's like oh man this is the best tip i've ever gotten and like, like we haven't even ordered our drinks yet like i was like this is the coolest thing ever so he he does you know he does our uh our whole meal services and he brings me the check and uh i'm going to to sign for the check he breaks out a pilot g2 i'm like hey where's the pen he's like where's the pen i just gave you and he showed it to me he's like oh i keep it over here in my pocket so no one will steal it (laughs) so it was was a pretty funny pretty funny bit about bringing your uh bringing your pen out to the uh out in public and, and giving them away so i made his day and i made my day too that he enjoyed it so that was fun that's good. That's that's a good little story. <laughs> you just made a lifelong pen addict. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, next up, we have a question from Sue. My partner is getting ordained next month. Wasn't into pens, but got her a Lamy that she loves. Would like to get her a nice, elegant fountain pen in the $200 range. Do you have any suggestions? I immediately went to Leonardo, either the Memento Zero or Fiore. Fiore. That's a hard one to say. Fiore. I just think like that price point for it fits the nice, elegant fountain pen mold for me because you can get one that's bright and, you know, more colorful and stand outish, or you can get some more subtle ones and the hardware looks really nice and the nib looks really nice and, and the way they put the pens together and they're polished and they just look excellent. Um, in that same category, if that's not your style, um, even the, the Montegrappa Elmo, I put it in there. That's the similar style to the Leonardo Memento. But then I'd also look at something like Franklin Christoph because they have so many different models in that price range. Yeah. And it, it, it's a completely different look than like a Leonardo Memento or a Montegrappa Elmo. So depending on what styles you want to go for, you'll be able should be able to find something like between Leonardo and Franklin Christoph. And then I just threw in the the Elmo as a as a kind of a Leonardo number two kind of thing. But I think the those Leonardos, the Memento Zero and the Fiore with the steel nibs and that price point is really hard to beat from 
a style, especially like a gift aesthetic. It it's one of those that crosses like checks all the boxes from hey, let me gift someone a pen to I'm a super pen nerd, let me have this pen. It could be the same pen with Leonardo. That's why I like them so much. Finally, Arden Burrow asks, I want to buy a treat for myself after writing a scientific paper. Would you go for a Sailor Pro Gear or a glorious GMMK Pro 75% keyboard? This one's for me, baby. <laughs> Love right, this so, question. So, let me just, so the GMMK Pro, it's a pretty cool keyboard. Uh, it's kind of, it's got a lot of attention because it's made by a company called Glorious who are a PC, like gaming PC peripheral company. They make lots of keyboards and mice, but this keyboard, the GMMK Pro, I have one. It is a... It is a keyboard made by a kind of mass market company that has some of the features that you would find on more custom boards. So it's like the mm-hmm. mounting system, the fact that it has a rotary encoder knob on it and stuff. It's, you know, so it starts, at, I think it's like 170 bucks in total. Currently, right now, you have, they're doing reservations. They're getting super back ordered. This has ended up being something really popular. I got my order in very early, and then over time, you know, they, they're getting pretty back-ordered, so you've got to bear that in mind. Plus, it doesn't come with any switches or keycaps, so you have to add those in as well. So depending on what you go for, you will probably be spending more money than you would on a Pro Gear. If you were somebody I don't know, have already you seen has, the price increase? <laughs> yeah, I know, Brad, but if you, if you go with good, if you go with good keycaps, I mean, you can get keycaps from Glorious. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they do some for pretty... You can get it all from them. Like, you can get switches from them. You can get keycaps from them. I don't like the way they print their keycaps, but if you do like the designs, and especially if you don't have anything to compare it to, uh, you can go for it. One thing I will say, they have a black slate, what they call white ice, and the white ice on their website looks white. It ain't. It's silver. Bear that in mind. It is not a white keyboard. It the close-ups look silver. Yeah, the close-ups yeah. are silver. If you go down to the images below, you'll see they look silver. Some of them, right? It's That mm-hmm. is it. You've got black or silver. I went with black, and I'm pleased that I went with black because I would have been really annoyed if I would have bought something called white ice and it was silver. <laughs> um but what I like, they sell lots of accessories. I got a bunch of their accessories, and you know, it's like I think it's a really good starting point for like the custom mechanical keyboard thing. I would actually say, if you are somebody who already owns pens, if you are a phantom pen owner already, then you should get this because this is super fun and super different, and it's a good on ramp, I think. But just bear in mind, you will be entering the keyboard hobby if you haven't already the way that the keyboard hobby is intended, which is waiting. It is a patience hobby. <laughs> you wait for everything. I like this week. I bought some keycaps that I the earliest estimated delivery date is Q three twenty twenty two. That is Dang. eighteen months from now at the earliest. That's just what you have to do. That's the the current expectation in the general expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will wait. You will be waiting pretty much a year at least for anything that you buy that is a pre-order. That's just how this hobby is. So if you buy one of these keyboards, I mean, I know that there are people that pre-ordered in like November or December that mm-hmm. still haven't gotten theirs. So Sheesh. just understand that that's, that's just what it's like. But it's fun and it's different and it has nice RGB. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to a good YouTube review from the like top keyboard influencer his name's Teha. Uh, I'll put a link to his GMK Pro review in the show notes. It's a great YouTube video, and you can understand what you might or might not like about it. But I recommend it. Awesome. I'm not going to dig too far into the answer because I actually agree with Mike. I think you should go for the keyboard first. 
and like get the one that you want. And even though that it may or may not lead to more, in Mike's case, it led to a lot more. I think like I use my keyboard as much as my pens and maybe Arden, you know, maybe use that more. So go ahead and get that first, I think. And then supplement you know in a year or two with with a pen that you really want but uh, regardless uh, congratulations and treat yourself if you would like to find the show notes for this episode they're in your podcast app of choice so you can go to relay.fm slash pen addict slash 462 if you want to find brad online go to penaddict.com. he is pen addict on instagram dowdyism on twitter and brad streams at twitch.tv slash pen addict twice a week tuesdays thursdays 10 a.m eastern at least in some of our streams in between. Make sure you go follow and you'll get those notifications. You can find me streaming as well at mike.live every Friday. Uh, I'm going to be streaming again this week at, I think, 11.30 Eastern Time this Friday. You'll be able to find me streaming keyboard stuff. If you're interested in some of the things we just spoke about, come and check out my Twitch stream and we can talk about them. I can show you the GMMK Pro if you want. Just ask. I've got all that kind of stuff lying around. Um, thank you so much to our sponsors this week, Penchalet and Squarespace. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.